listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm Bree. And I'm Rachel. So this is a bit of a, hopefully not a downer episode. <laughs> We're going to try to not be a downer episode today. This is a special episode, all hands on deck. We did, oh, back in, what was that, March or April, we did a social distancing episode. I believe that was the first episode we did when we were all sent home to work from home. And we didn't really know what life was going to be like at that point. So we all just kind of had a moment of catharsis together and it was beautiful. And since we're coming up (laughs) on a year anniversary that none of us wanted to have (laughs) of being home, working from home, living socially distanced, masking everywhere we go, all of those things, none of us thought we would still be doing this a year later. It hasn't actually been a year yet. I've lost track of months. No, it's a year... It's a year since COVID became a part of our daily reality. There Most you go. Most of the lockdowns didn't start until like mid-March. But it so it, vocabulary. It did. It became part of who we are in our daily lives. So yeah, it's a it's a year, but ten months since we all locked down. <laughs> so we wanted to revisit this socially distanced episode, our socially distanced lives, take a bit of a, a step back, look at some of the really not so great stuff that's happened over the last uh, 10 months, have some catharsis about the last year, but also find some of the silver linings and the joys that we've also had and some of the things that we've discovered about ourselves and other people that we want to actually continue when, if when life ever returns to some sort of uh, normalcy after, I don't, who knows? Who knows? So this is our, our hope for today that we can we can give you a moment of catharsis with us that you won't maybe feel so alone in uh, what we've all been experiencing over the last year, but also uh, help maybe help you find some moments of, of joy and peace and, I don't know, happiness, because we can still be happy even of when... Of course. And God can take even the most miserable circumstances and turn them into something beautiful for our sanctification. And I think Amen. we've all seen that play out in in various ways. So, all right. So the, the format for this conversation is pretty simple. I put together a few prompts to just sort of get everybody's, like creative juices flowing. And so I will lead in with a prompt. And then whoever has the most pressing answer, go ahead. And everybody gets to answer every question and let you all know how it's going for us. And and then we hope to hear from you, our listeners, how is social distancing going for you? So prompt number one, the thing I hate most about social distancing is you knew we had to get this one out of the way right away. Like, let's just acknowledge it. This stinks. But anyway, Mm -hmm. the thing I hate most about social distancing is. The thing for me that I hate most about social distancing at this point is a couple of things. So, which both basically translate into the same thing. One is watching TV shows, which I've I've sort of picked up binge watching sitcoms for the last year, but watching shows from 2019 or earlier and having like this visceral like reaction of shock and awe to like all of the touching between people (laughs) and the Mm -hmm. lack of masks until I, you know, I'm snagged back to reality to realize that, you know, visual entertainment is not all contained in 2020 
And also, like, when I'm outside of my apartment and I don't have a mask on, I feel... I feel naked, basically. Like, something is missing. It's like when you go to work and you forget to put your wristwatch on. Like, it's very much that... I'm worried because it is so much a part of me now. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, normal. It's, like, the routine. And so I'm kind of mourning the whole... This is a lot more thoughtful than I thought it was going to be. Um, <laughs> I'm, like... I'm At this point, I'm, like, mourning now that, like, okay, this is... This is normal now. This is routine. Yeah. There's no, there's no turning back. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and how weird it's going to be when eventually we don't have to wear masks to what not wear them. Even look like it's going to feel so weird. Because yeah, mm-hmm. I, I feel you on that. Like if I take my mask off somewhere, I'm like, oh, my face feels weirdly naked Someone's right now because it's not covered. <laughs> and you're totally right about the television shows. I mean, I can't mm-hmm. even watch a scene from like friends in a crowded coffee shop where they're all sharing the couch i'm it just it makes you uncomfortable and then you realize wait stop come on it's been thousands of years of human culture and civilization where being in each other's space was the way we lived and one year not quite of it being the other way um so let's just keep that in perspective Mm -hmm. right it may feel normal for now but it is not normal for always well and if it only takes a year i mean and that's the other thing too that's that's sort of in this is that like this has just been it's been time and so Mm -hmm. it's if it takes a year to sort of learn it and it becomes normal it's just going to be time that will heal that wound to relearn it yeah Mm -hmm. the time thing that sort of leads well into my response the thing i hate most about social distancing is the effect that it has had on my kids Mm-hmm. And I say time plays a role here because for me, social distancing has been one fortieth of my life. Mm-hmm. For my youngest child, it has been one seventh oh. of her life. Yeah. And that number just, and, and if yeah. we just discount the first three or four years where she has no memories, you know, no real memories, it's like a quarter of her conscious existence oh. is social distancing. And it has been like, the effect on the kids has is something that is going to take a long time to heal all the way. In our family, we've tried to really take a sort of sensible, moderate approach to social distancing, where, you know, we definitely follow all the, the guidelines and the, the rules and, and also the, the spirit of those rules to the best of our ability, but also really uh, emphasize mental health for the kids, because... Yeah. I have seen their spirits crumple over the last year that they spend more time on screens. They have trouble getting up in the morning because why would they even bother? And they just automatically sort of assume that anything fun or exciting or meaningful from swim lessons to visits with their grandparents is not only out of the question right now, but will be always because that's Mm -hmm. how kids think. (laughs) because right now it's always it's like Um, narnia during the reign of the white witch it (laughs) It is yeah yeah Yeah. so i really but it's not christmas yeah it's been hard on me but it's even been harder watching them navigate this crazy new reality and i really hope a that it ends before too long and b that they recover uh, they and all their generational cohort don't have to carry around scars from this time. 
you know, God is good and kids are resilient, but that's, that's really stinks for the present at least. I, I wrote down a whole lot of things for this, but I think as you guys are talking, it kind of all encapsulates this one thing that might be like super obvious, but I miss people. I hate not being around people. And it's kind of like, well, duh, because obviously we're not around people. But I think as an as a introvert, that has been a weird thing to realize that I actually I hate not being around people. And that has been a that has been a weird and a hard thing to come to terms with. I thought I was fine being on my own. I thought I was fine, you know, being by myself, but I'm really not. And I hate being by myself. <laughs> we we moved during this period. So, so much of the first, what, six or seven or eight months of social distancing, we I was just consumed by the moving process, looking for a house, dealing with our, our realtor and, and looking at properties. So I was around people a lot just because of that process. And then when we moved, that all stopped <laughs> in September. And then I, then I was like, oh, I'm by myself and I don't have people. So like on this list of of missing people, you know, not being able to kneel next to people at the communion rail, that's probably at the top of the list. I mean, that's still I I still can't. I mean, it's been since March that it's not the same. It's just not the same to to walk through the communion line, just not the same. Not being able to sing in choir next to people, like uh, the people yeah. together and and not being able to like go to the store and just chat with people and you're not like what I can't hear you because your mask is on and you're mumbling under your mask and I can't understand like it's just it's awkward (laughs) and (laughs) because that happens but like and all of these interactions with people when you for someone who's socially awkward anyway and an introvert anyway and it just makes all of these interactions harder you can't just like walk through a mall and feel the energy of the people because you're all trying to not be around people <laughs> and and like just randomly going over to some person's house you have to think through like have they had covid am i going to expose them have maybe i've had covid and i don't know and i'm going to expose them what is their comfort level am i even going to broach the conversation of of what their comfort level is because it's awkward. Like, hey, are you okay if I come over to your house? Because maybe we'll infect each other. I don't know. Like that is <laughs> that is the, the the worst part because that was already so hard before all of this happened for me to reach out to people and to have just to have people <laughs> around. That this added layer of awkwardness is just awkward. So I miss people. That's the worst yeah. part. <laughs> yeah, I think mine is is very similar for me uh, what I hate about this and most is that it just it has felt as the months have gone on like this I don't know I was thinking about it like a creeping numbness I am alone a lot most weeks I would say five out of the seven days of the week I don't I don't interact with anyone that I know Mm -hmm. in person and I only minimally interact with strangers when I'm, you know, at the gas station or picking up carryout or something like that. The other two days of the week have <laughs> become incredibly precious to me because of that. On Tuesday evenings, I have, have supper uh, with a family that I'm good friends with. They've got three kids, and we play a game after supper. 
they there's a family devotion at the end of at the end of supper and then we then we play a game some sort of a board game or something usually and then we continue doing a weekly bible study uh that's basically me and two other ladies, the mom of the family <laughs> that I have supper with, and um, another friend, and so I get to get to see the the two of them and talk and do Bible study together. And on Sundays, I get to go to church, and that was amazing. Back in I think it was June when that opened up again. And so I know some some people still still haven't been able to or just their situation makes it so that they feel that it's not something they can do, but I was so grateful when we got to got to go back to to church in person um in the past couple of I don't know, past couple of months we have actually started singing a few more hymns in church, which I am right there with you, Sarah. I miss being able to do that. And so I love that we're getting to to sing a little bit more. We're we're still all wearing masks at church. So that part is yeah, that's not not my favorite, obviously. And we're all, you know, keeping a, a physical distance from each other. And it's it's still only about an hour of time that we are actually there together, but you know we're we're recording here, and I'm I'm hearing your voices and on this computer, and I get to see you, which is which is great. But the chance to actually hear people's voices, not through a computer speaker, mm-hmm. is amazing. And I can you know being able to yeah, they're wearing masks, but you can still see people's eyes, and you can tell they're smiling, mm-hmm. and you know. Get to get to actually taste communion. You know, it's a full sensory experience. Yes. Um, yes. So that part yeah. is that part is great. Those those two days, those couple few few hours a week are gifts. But most of the time, I'm I'm alone, uh, which is rough. Um, well, I mean, this is not how God designed us to be like, yes, we're all sinful. We're all broken. And we've, we've dealt with that for thousands of years, but now there's this added like sinful, broken sickness element that forces us to be apart. And that's not, that's not God's intention for us. God's intention is for us to be in community, to, to dwell amongst each other. And so it's no surprise that this, whether you're an introvert or an extrovert by nature, that, I mean, that is why this is, I firmly believe that's why this is so hard because that we're social creatures. This is not normal. This is not the way we're supposed to live. It's right there in the first book of the Bible. It is yep. not good for man to be man alone. Man to be alone. Bam. <laughs> Right it's not there. good. It ain't. Aaron, you can come over anytime if you want to eat supper with us. I don't care if you give me COVID or not. <laughs> if I die, I die well. <laughs> well, while we're uh, <laughs> in my apartment first, I live in squalor. 
<laughs> that was, Brie, you were always surprising, which leads us nicely into our second prompt. <laughs> I think n- none of us, all of us were surprised by COVID. All of us were surprised by social distancing and all the rest of it. I mean, coronavirus wasn't even in the vocabulary of anybody a year ago, unless maybe you're like an epidemiologist or something like that. But so this has been surprising year. So here's your next prompt. Something that has surprised me about a socially distanced lifestyle is. I'm actually going to hop on this one first because it (laughs) is. It it sort of bridges Aaron's sentiments about, you know, those five days a week where you don't see a whole lot of people because you're working from home. And what I had initially said was, I'm surprised at how active, how actually active a sedentary job is. Like, mm-hmm. I, I work a nine to five office job. And if a, a normal day's worth of parking in the lot, going to my desk, walking around for meetings and stuff. I mean, that's that's three to five thousand steps a day if I'm using Fitbit terms. Yep. And you know, if I made time to to take a walk on my break or pop down into the gym to to do you know a half a mile or something on a break, I could easily hit that ten or even fifteen thousand steps. But it is so much worse when all you have to do is roll out of bed and walk 30 yards to your kitchen table and just open your laptop and get get working for the day and how easy it is to just sit there and not have to move or or anything. Like I I feel like this is going to redefine how we think about working in an office and like what it means to be active. Like on that note with, with, you know, workplace, what surprises me is how, how much I miss my coworkers. Like mm. I used to be very like, okay, boundaries, you're a professional. Don't be friends with people at work. Just don't do it. And I think, I think working at the IC, the International Center has sort of softened me up to that whole Maybe, maybe to a a fault, probably to a fault, definitely to a fault. <laughs> like my my coworkers are my family in a lot of respects. Like I see mm-hmm. them more than I see, you know, my I see them more than I see my husband or my real family or you know other friends who work outside in a you know in a different in a different function, and so. I miss my coworkers, you guys. Like it is rough. Like I, if you told me ten years ago that you're gonna like mourn over not seeing your coworkers on a daily basis, I probably would have <laughs> punched you in the throat. But like, <laughs> it's true. Like it's true, and it's it it is it has been it has been a surprise that yes, that these people these people mean more to me than I would have ever thought. I don't know if I could go that far. No, I'm kidding. I love my coworkers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I co-host a program every day with my boss, so I get I get a whole. You guys are Don't even fool yourself. <laughs> I get a lot of interaction with my coworkers just because of the nature of radio. So 
that's and that's a little different in my situation. The thing that I was surprised about is that my Saturdays have not changed at all. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't matter like pre-COVID. So my husband works in retail. He he works in a bike shop. Not surprising probably to anyone because we love biking. In retail life, you work Saturdays. It's just the way it is. So he has worked Saturdays for nearly our entire marriage. So I've been on my own on Saturdays for a very long time. And so I've always just had to like figure out what I'm going to do with myself, you know, go for a bike ride, go grocery shopping, whatever, have to record our podcast. After COVID, none of that changed. Like I'm still by myself. I still have to figure out what I'm doing. I don't know. Some days on Saturdays that I forget that COVID is a thing because I still have to figure out where I'm going. I just have to remember to bring a mask with me. (laughs) It's just, I don't know. Some parts of my life just kind of, don't feel different and I feel kind of weird about that like Hmm. parts of my life are very different and other parts are zero different and I I don't know I'm kind of okay with that it's it's a nice normal to be okay with it it's a nice rhythm (laughs) you're right though that it's it was I I think for people I mean I'm a homeschool mom Mm -hmm. we spend most of our time at home anyway the things that we do outside the home are really precious to us. So when we lost those, that was awful. But a mm. lot of our days are about the same as they were. And that was kind of like both cool and kind of unpleasant to realize that. I still, I mean, before and after COVID, I still go sh- try to try to only go grocery shopping once a week and spend mm-hmm. an enormous amount of money on breakfast cereal. Um <laughs> You know, really? that is the same, but a lot of things haven't, they, they've changed, but it's changed under the surface. Like if you yeah. just looked at what your day looks like, maybe it's not that different for, for a lot of people. On the flip side though, I really enjoy working from home. That was surprising. <laughs> I wasn't sure that I was going to enjoy that because mm-hmm. I like going into the office and I, but I I love this flexibility of just, you know, three o'clock, I can get it up, I can walk away from my desk, go for a bike ride, come back at five o'clock and work until seven when my husband comes home. Like, that is pretty cool to be able to do that. Nice. I think what surprised me is once a lot of the, a lot of the activities that used to just be on my schedule fell off, like free time schedule. Mm. I was surprised by really just how much I really can entertain myself and you know whether it's doing karaoke in my dining room or playing a board game I found out you can actually play a number of board games by yourself sometimes like an option where you're sort of playing against this other character but you can also just you know walk around to the other side of the table and take another (laughs) move <laughs> I for one am not surprised by this at all. At all. Not surprised. Erin, you are so awesome. I want to be your friend. <laughs> no problem. You could be my friend. <laughs> I can fill my time. It sort of reminds me of when I was a kid and I would do the thing that moms everywhere hate where I would come to her and I'd be like, I'm bored and she would usually her usual reply was go outside which really did work but basically she was like there's no reason for you to be bored go go occupy yourself (laughs) 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 that still applies and so I could you know 
I am alone a lot and that is hard, but I find it's much healthier for myself if I don't dwell on that and be thinking about it all the time. It's good to think about it sometimes and to acknowledge it, but to just sort of wallow in it isn't so healthy. And so <laughs> I can occupy myself and fill my time productively. Even my my fun free time can be productive with games and such. I can hear moms everywhere, maybe not moms today, but moms from like a generation ago, just like hands on hips and saying, only boring people get bored. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. For me, the most surprising thing about social distancing is the mask wearing and how completely and totally normal it became super quickly. I mean, yeah, there are still a lot of holdouts depending on where you are in the country. I'm in Virginia. It's been mandatory for months and months now. And most people go along with it, uh, knowing that the reason we're as open as we are is because people are compliant. But just to compare it, and I'm no, I'm totally not, you know, comparing uh, Governor Northam to the Taliban here. But I said I'm not doing that. You're not. I used used to just wonder and shake my head at how, because I would read history books and realize that women in Afghanistan went from wearing mini skirts to wearing burqas in public in just a few short years. Mm -hmm. And I thought, how is that even possible that they could make such an abrupt about face in a short amount of time. And now that I've lived through it, now that we Uh all feel a little naked out in public without a mask on, I can definitely empathize with with Mm -hmm. ladies across the globe who have been through similar sort of fashion revolutions, that when you've got government mandates and social pressures and fashion all combining together, that things can change really quickly. I mean, think about how quickly America went from like floor length skirts to shorts, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that surprised me, but I guess it doesn't, the, the more I think about it, the more it sort of fits with what you see in the world, that things stay the same and stay the same and then can suddenly change surprisingly quickly. Mm-hmm. Although I do, I do have to say my kids, seem to enjoy more, not all of them, but seem to enjoy wearing masks in public because they don't have to worry as much about acne and toothbrushing. (laughs) (laughs) And as their mother, I have concerns about this, but I can also (laughs) kind of relate. (laughs) My lipstick collection is lasting a lot longer this year. I miss so much since this began because, yeah. And that's like your signature move. I'm so mad about not wearing makeup. Yeah. Mm. My laugh lines have gotten much more creased in the last six oh, months. I have I've forehead noticed. wrinkles now. Yeah, like, from all of the like super hard smiling, smiling with your eyes that's going on. Well, mine is yes. stress. Mine's oh, no, it's it's all the smile, the, the smiling with my eyes that's going on. There, are, those, those lines are set. <laughs> but you know what? If we really worked on it, we would be able to do that without, and we could be protecting the wrinkles around our mouth because. We could just be smiling with our eyes and we could be giving our face a rest during this time if that Thanks, were Tyra Banks. important. 
I can't even do that. Well, let me emotions come through my face. (laughs) Do not ever feel bad about smile lines. There is very little that is more beautiful than hard-earned smile lines around your eyes. Yeah. I'm proud of them. (laughs) Nobody, moving on a little bit here, nobody (laughs) has managed to obviously retain all of their sanity over the last months. Nope. But... We are not perhaps as insane as we might have otherwise been. So here's your next prompt. The thing that has helped keep me sane during social distancing is, and I'll go first here because I have a very short answer, and that is exercise. Exercise is the thing that (laughs) has sort of (laughs) kept me on a smooth track. Uh, It's always been a mainstay of my mental health regimen. But even more so now, if I miss like a workout for two or three days, I am so on edge. It's ridiculous. So yep. I yep. like to I like to say to my husband, some people say an apple a day keeps the doctor away. I okay. say a workout a day keeps the crazy at bay. And <laughs> Amen, sister. That's I'm, totally, to that. I'm on board with that one. Uh, I think. Going outside has been probably the biggest thing for me, which means going out to exercise generally. The level of intensity of exercise varies greatly by day, but just going outside to breathe outside air has been huge, especially with the shorter days over the winter and the the cloudy days. I am not motivated to go outside when it's 30 degrees and cloudy and it's I'm just cold in the house and it's cold outside and I just don't want to. But I know as soon as I walk outside and breathe really deeply, I'm going to feel better because it happens every time. Even if I don't think it will, it does. Like that's at the top of my list. I have a whole list of stuff. Most of it though incorporates just staying busy, but staying busy with stuff that I enjoy. So Mm -hmm. identifying the stuff that I actually enjoy doing to pass the time and actually doing those things. So going outside, exploring um, the new place. We moved during this time period. So I've had a lot of new places to explore on my bike. So that's been uh, my sense of adventure. I'd have to, I've had to pull that out of of my bag to to have an adventure and tour around all of Jefferson County on my bike, which has been a total shift from living, you know, five minutes from downtown St. Louis prior Mm -hmm. to this. Audiobooks. Thank you to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge Book Club for making me love audiobooks. (laughs) I am now like a lover of audiobooks and there are some Saturdays when I'm here and I'm not planning on doing anything. I will just run through an entire audiobook in a day because I can. And it's awesome. Yeah. Um, finishing projects and analog hobbies. I, I was knocking out projects at the beginning of this year because it felt so good to finally finish stuff. It was amazing. So that one's to you, Erin. <laughs> Getting me to Gosh. finish all my analog hobbies. So I need to find some more analog hobbies. And also <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sending snail mail. I love sending people mm. letters. It is just so fun to like, we got a new stamp after we moved because we finally have a permanent address. So I got this awesome address stamp and it's so fun to use it because I love it. And then writing someone's address and using a fun card and putting a stamp and like walking out to the mailbox and putting the little flag up. I love it. I love the banana (laughs) card. That's my favorite one so far. Finding the super fun cards that are just hilarious and very appropriate for everyone's personality. It's just so fun to like know that someone's gonna get something in the mail in a couple of days i don't know it's just yeah it's one of my favorite things i think i'm gonna start trying to do pen pals yes everyone needs a pen pal 
and intentional conversations. So actually starting conversations with people, even if it's on Facebook Messenger, which most of them are. But when like I'm too in my head, like reaching out to someone and just asking how they are, because even if we can't be all together, like having that community, at least digitally and conversing with someone and, you know, talking through someone else's problems, it, it can help. It has helped. Well, along with some of what you were saying, I also find that getting outside and for me going on a walk is essential to basically maintaining. I I didn't realize it at the beginning all of, of all of this, but I, it is it is my primary stress management strategy mm. in my life. <laughs> and during during this time, at some point, there was you know there were a few days. Where you know there there were a couple weeks where I was not going on daily walks. It was much more, it was more sporadic, and I was <laughs> suddenly I realized I was like, no wonder I am not feeling the greatest emotionally. I haven't been walking the way I was, and that sort of made me realize that it it was my primary primary tool for that. I don't know. I talk about it a lot, but I always finish a walk feeling better than when I started. So mm-hmm. whatever level I started at, I will feel better at the end of it. And that's, that's always been true. Yep. <laughs> I've also, and this is something maybe for people who work from home and who haven't before, my habit of walking at the end of the workday has been one that's been part of my life for quite a long time. But during this time working from home, I realized that it was another helpful tool for me to sort of draw the line between mm-hmm. I'm done working. I, this is part of the routine. I'm done working. I go for a walk. I sort of, it, it just basically, I don't know. I was, I was thinking about, it, I was like, it's I, I crossed the Rubicon. I can't go back. That was before, <laughs> and, you know, I'm, I'm done with that now. And I, I have shifted into my, you know, my personal home life and things like that. So walking has been a really great part of providing maybe some structure to my day outside of work. The other thing that I've noticed just over, just since basically since the beginning of of November, when I put up my Christmas tree, which was, I put it up early this year and it's still up. Normally I leave it up quite a long time mainly because it's, it's a bit of a hassle to take it down and it looks so pretty. I always have the firm rule. It has to be down by Ash Wednesday. So <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I have left it up all the way until, until Mardi Gras, but <laughs> no uh, shame. No it's shame. been up early this year. So I probably will actually take it down sometime here in the next, next week or two, but it's been so cheering to look across, you know, because I'm home all day, but I turn on the lights in the morning when I get up. And so to look over and to see the Christmas lights has just been such a cheerful thing to see there. And so I've been like, maybe I need some other cheerful addition to add to my house. I mean, I've got art on the walls and it's, I live in a colorful space to begin with, but I think I might need something else. So I don't know if you guys have any ideas or maybe some of the ladies in the lounge will have a suggestion for what I should put in. It doesn't need to fill the same physical space as the Christmas tree, but something to just sort of brighten it up. 
Mm-hmm. A statue of me in marble. <laughs> you put different hats on it based on the different seasons and holidays. Sweet. Yeah. Oh, like not those like, geese that people put in their yards or those swans or whatever. Uh-huh. Not like plain white marble because, you know, archaeology now attests that all those Greco-Roman statues were brightly painted in like red and blue. So were they really? Yeah. Brie needs <laughs> brightly painted marble. Yeah, yeah, you can paint me all different colors. You could just wow. add, add paint as you see fit. Mm-hmm. Just make a paper mache statue of me. That could work. I won't even pose, <laughs> and you can like I can be like the uh-huh. mold for it. Uh huh. Okay. But yeah, different ladies out there, if you have better ideas, I'd like to still leave it open for a few more suggestions before okay, I make a final decision. I, I, I was going to that basket. <laughs> I was going to suggest like one of those cool open bookcases, like maybe one of those ladder bookcases or something that has mm-hmm. a lot of open space, mm-hmm. like stringing mm-hmm. lights through it or around mm-hmm. it. They have those. Maybe there is just more light that could yeah. be uh, maybe a light up statue. Yeah. There you go. We yeah. just got we just got right. Tiffany floor lamps for cheap. We didn't buy them new mm-hmm. by any means. Oh, but not real Tiffany's. Mm, they are real Tiffany's, but we bought them new. Oh. Or we bought them used off of Facebook because that's where we buy like all of our furniture. But when when, when our tree eventually comes down, maybe before Ash Wednesday. Um, but those are they're so colorful. So our our living room still has that that colorful light going on. Nice. So. I'm really excited about that. So I don't know, maybe maybe a colorful like crazy floor lamp would work. A rug. I'm gonna suggest houseplants. More houseplants. Whatever oh, yeah. you have. Because it's the green of the Christmas tree. I brought home oh. a couple of homeless poinsettias after Christmas. Mm-hmm. And they are now brightening my space even though my tree is down. And it really helps having that that pop of green and a little freshness oh. in the yeah. space. Yeah. So the one thing that has kept me sane, and it's taken a variety of forms, is summed up in one word, and that is generosity. And I'm pretty sure I have bragged on people who contribute <laughs> to the mission and ministry of the LCMS for the last e- over the last year, like until I'm blue in the face. Like brag some more, Brie. Just go. Ahead. I will. I'm going to. Here it goes. Is like this year has been hot garbage like absolute however like it's instances like that of people like stepping up and saying i want to help my church worker or i want to help my pastor or you know i want to make sure that mission work can still continue through an lcms missionary despite any setbacks that that might there might be i almost see it as these contributors like running into the burning building to help as opposed to like just fleeing into despair and chaos, which I feel like is what most people are doing, but not, not us. And like, I am floored to, it's almost like I can't be surprised anymore, but it is so, it is heartwarming. It is emotionally moving to see everybody that we work with on a routine basis, just like stepping up, you know, whether it's giving more frequently in a year, going above and beyond what they usually are are able to provide out of the goodness of their hearts. And because they know that there's going to be work done where we get to tell people about Jesus has just been, it's been monumental to see that, that even in such a dire time, like, 
we still have hope. And I think that that is evidenced in a lot of the trends that I'm seeing from the people who don't make donations to the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. I also myself have been trying to express my outgoing generosity as well. I'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything, but honestly, one of the things that gives me joy in life, period, is gift giving. Like that is one of my favorite things to do. So I'll send I'll send people flowers. Like I've su- surprised people with flowers. I sent one of my one of our colleagues a breakfast meats basket. Um, <laughs> just thank him. I'm sure you all know who that is. Just thank him for his help. Um, for, for some issues we were we were having as a as a podcast group, my most recent gift that I gave as a surprise was twenty eight pounds of one inch bouncy balls. That was one of my coworkers that I sent that to. Um, How many balls is that? Um, one thousand total. Okay, one thousand bouncy balls. You know what? That's a gift that just keeps on giving, right if there. If you know me at all, you probably know exactly who I sent them to. <laughs> And he knew right away. Like his family was like, "Who would send you a thousand assorted bouncy balls?" And he's like, "Who do you think?" Um, <laughs> and, they, and there was like this moment of like realization. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, like not to not to be the cliche, like that's my love language. Like I literally think that that that's my love language, and like being able to to thank people and and bless people with like neat little surprises or like twenty eight pound surprises. <laughs> It just brings me a lot of joy, and it just reminds me that there's still good in the world. That sounds really worldly and stupid, but like it's no. just a reminder that it doesn't. That, you know, you, know, you have made gorilla gift giving into an art form, <laughs> Thank and you. I aspire to that. I don't think I'll ever reach those heights of bouncy ball goodness, but you never know. You, you never know. Just keep striving for greatness. You'll get there. <laughs> You're inspiring me to do gorilla card sending. Do it. <laughs> yes. Definitely do it. I ask for your address. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have your address. Beware. Beware. <laughs> okay, so these, these sanity answers have sort of reinforced the fact that social distancing has not been all bad for everybody. Like a lot of people have done new things, whether it's trying their hand at kombucha or sourdough bread or, you know, any of a number of other really cool at-home adventures. So our next prompt is this. One new habit or practice that I hope to keep going after social distancing ends is... Bird watching. <laughs> what? That's awesome! I am, well, not in like the, the take your telescope out to the woods and like purposely look for birds i'm just saying i have never been a bird like i could care less about birds i whatever not not a thing but then i had to work from home and then we moved out into a way more rural place and now i have a bush in front of my office window and an overhang in front of my office window and there are cardinals that come and sit that it was on my christmas list this year and i'm waiting to see if anyone bought me one but like if you would have told me last year that I would be putting a bird feeder and bird feed on my Christmas list this year, I would have told you you're nuts because that is like the last thing on my list of things that I care about. 
But it's super fun to watch the birds come and land on the bush or the little ladder that's outside my window. And they just like sit there and look around. And they're just adorable. Also, I love cardinals. Yeah. Sarah, be careful. Because I was where you are like eight or nine years ago. It gets worse. Oh, like, no. One minute, one minute you're tossing bird seed into the shopping cart at Aldi. And then like it seems... A moment later, you're out on a walk with your husband and he starts looking at you funny because you're saying things like, oh, hello, friend. Who are you? (laughs) I haven't seen you around here before. (laughs) Then you wake up in someone's random cabin and there's seven dwarves surrounding you. You're like, how did I end up here? I mean, to be fair, I I did name the bunnies that were running through our yard in our other house. Oh, that (laughs) happened. (laughs) I haven't named any of these birds yet. But I do enjoy watching them now, which is totally not a thing that I was doing pre-COVID. <laughs> so I have enjoyed board games, and I hope to be doing that more after this as well. I'm enjoying it solo now, but it'd be fun. And Sarah, there is a board game that I got myself for Christmas. Um, <laughs> it was going to be a present for someone else, and then I realized they would enjoy this other thing more and decided to keep it for me because I was <laughs> The the game is called Wingspan, and it's all about birds, the birds of North America. Each card is a different bird. There's like 300 different cards. It's probably not even that many. I think it's more like 150 different cards, but they all have beautiful drawings of the bird, so you could learn about how to identify the birds and there's a little fact a little trivia fact on there oh it's a nice nice i can identify cardinals and robins and blue jays that's the extent i like the colorful ones more than anything else really because i love color i've become familiar with that one now the painted bunting there's a lot of colorful birds that i never knew the house finch and the purple finch and the gold finch are surprisingly beautiful. Get yourself some thistle seed and see what happens. Also, hummingbirds. I need to put some hummingbird feeders out because they're everywhere around here in the summer. They're they're amazing. Oh. You guys, she's already gone. <laughs> I've lost you to the bird watchers. It's okay. Don't forget us. We'll be here when you get back. <laughs> I'm never coming back. don't surrender yourself to the birds (laughs) i in general want to stop seeing my phone as like my sole source of entertainment Mm -hmm. i have left a couple of social media platforms that i'm on at the rate things are going i'm about to leave it like entirely just everything to pursue other things. I have been doing a lot more like audiobooking. That was a huge game changer for me because I cannot for the life of me sit and read a book. Me neither. Very much at all. So that's been huge being able to like read new books and like really develop my love of reading again. Mm -hmm. Learning new things. I've done, I've tried a lot of new recipes this year. I got a couple of kitchen gadgets that's allowed me to, to sort of branch out doing different things. I've done a lot of art this year. So just like not, you know, getting up, going to work, coming home, scrolling through Facebook, going to bed. Like that's that's not my routine anymore and I don't want it to be my routine anymore. So that's what I, I hope to 
to fill my life with some more enriching activities that are also entertainment. Yes. Maybe yeah. bird watching. Who knows? We can bird watch together. You can come over and sit in our backyard. Okay. And look at our forest. (laughs) Yeah, there are so many things like that. that, I mean, I've always sort of been a hands-on analog hobby sort of person. But I feel like several of my hobbies have gone to new heights this year, especially in the kitchen. My bread baking, my pie baking, you know, all sorts of things like that. I've tried just so many more things from scratch, even than I would normally do. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I really hope more than anything to keep going in our home after social distancing ends is the family time. Because as painful as it has been to watch my kids' worlds contract, I personally have cherished all the quality time I've had with them. <laughs> like, my oldest is 16. She's not going to be in our home forever. And so the fact that we've had government mandated opportunities to spend lots of time together has been so precious to me. Even more so, you guys know this, that our family has faced back-to-back deployments with my husband. Mm -hmm. So he was only with us for like four months tops in all of 2020. And you think a pandemic's hard to go through. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even imagine. Under normal circumstances, that was a real challenge. But he was here for four months and they were good months. And having a built-in excuse to get out of any and all social obligations to just say, (laughs) oh, we'd love to do that thing, but uh, COVID. And then just stay home and have family snuggle time. (laughs) (laughs) That was a really amazing gift to be able to focus entirely on our family when he was here. And even though I really grieved a lot about not being able to see extended family over Christmas, just because of the way everything worked out with not only COVID, but with his his schedule and everything, which, you know, military families are used to socially distance Christmas all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was a beautiful Christmas. Yeah. We celebrated Christ's birth together with joy and love and cozy, warm goodness and uh, lots of good cheese. And it was wonderful. (laughs) So I really hope that even as things open up and my kids are able to spread their wings a little bit more again and maybe flap around the edge of the nest, that we never lose the closeness that we've gained over the last year, that that stays with us. Because that's, that's something that we can keep going forever, I think. I hope. Yep. So I mentioned looking forward to kids spreading their wings. Let's end our conversation with a very almost dangerously optimistic prompt. Because at as of this moment, even with a vaccine being deployed as fast as governors can encourage healthcare people to put shots in arms, people... <laughs> that was a literal quote this last week i know oh, I saw that. <laughs> but even so it's not over yet but it will be no i mean you look back go back to our episode at the beginning of this the trivia challenge on the pandemic no epidemic no pandemic has ever lasted forever so it will be over at some point so here's our final prompt the thing i am looking forward to most after the pandemic is 
dot, dot, dot. I miss going out to eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still do takeout and things like that, but it is not the same. The food is never at the right temperature and you have to do your own dishes afterwards. Oh, yeah. And I miss going out to eat. So that's what I am looking forward to. I mean, yes, definitely all the people, but since I'm a guessing everyone's going to say all the people. I decided to try and pick something else. <laughs> well, I, I think that I agree with you because, like, there's a social element to it also. Like, there's there's just something fun and special no matter how often it happens. There's just something special about being able to go out with you know, 10 mm-hmm. to 12 people to just, like, share a meal together. Like, that's mm-hmm. super fun. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. That's super fun. And so, like, for me, I'm totally on that. I'm on board that train. But also, like, parties. Like, I miss birthday parties. Like, I want, once this is lifted, my birthday party is going to be off the chain, okay? Like, <laughs> I'm already planning it. Okay? It's not going to be this year. It might be uh-huh. next year. Who knows? But it's going to be amazing because, again, we're made to to be with each other and celebrate and have good times. Also, like, I don't know, unless you're absolutely uncomfortable with getting hugged, like, I'm I'm going to respect that. I'm going to respect your boundaries. That's fine. <laughs> but, man, if I ask to hug you and you're like, yeah, sure, why not? I am going to hug you <laughs> and your eyeballs pop out. <laughs> and I'm sorry. But it's that's um, you're getting it. If you ask, then ye shall receive. <laughs> I'm the one that has people at the top of my list is the thing that I'm looking forward to. <laughs> I think because I didn't realize how much I missed people. So like having people back in my life is a, is a really exciting thing. But I think specifically all of those activities that I miss doing around people like going to music stuff and seeing the symphony and going to the opera like that's the stuff I really miss that's the stuff I'm looking forward to being able to explore and have adventures without having to worry about distancing and masks and if they're even open all of those things like that sense of adventure I really miss that we missed our trip our anniversary trip to go see Wagner's Ring Cycle I'm still mad about that (laughs) I should be I I want to go to Chicago and see the Lyric Opera. <laughs> I miss road trips. Mm. We had we've had a couple of of road trips towards the beginning of the pandemic because we were when it all started we were actually in Michigan and mm-hmm. but they were guilty road trips. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. we have to get from point A to point B and we're going to drive through everywhere and you know two minute stops wash your hands here's some hand sanitizer. Mm-hmm. Not fun road trips. And, and then I, people look at you sideways like you have the audacity to take a road trip. Like, right? I miss extended family gatherings. Mm. When this all ends, we are going to put the fam in the car and hit the road and not come home until we've like been all over the country and the mm-hmm. kids have had a chance <laughs> to give a Brianne Grzeski level bear hug to every last <laughs> grandparent, uncle, aunt, cousin, you name it. Like Already. they're getting the hugs because Zoom stinks. Zoom is yep. not where it's at. You better stop <laughs> at my house. <laughs> you stop All right, we'll put it on the list. Thank you. Also, 
church potlucks. Yes. Mm. I miss potlucks. And of course, the the most the best church meal of all, Holy Communion. Mm-hmm. I know some uh, some churches have been able to do sort of a modified form of it, you know, within I, I wrote an article in the Lutheran Witness last summer about socially distanced communion and and how grateful I was that churches were finding ways to do it safely. But I miss kneeling at the rail next to people. I miss drinking the blood of Christ out of the common cup and all of that incarnational fellowship with both, you know, our fellow church members and also Christ, Mm -hmm. (laughs) all of that, that is so richly present in that. And yes, even if it's, you know, mitigated, we get the spiritual benefit and I'm so grateful for that, but Mm -hmm. I, I can't wait till it's, back to being right again (laughs) like that's gonna be an amazing amazing thing to look forward to singing church communion potluck afterward i'll bring the lemon bars or pies apparently i can bake pies now (laughs) yeah that gets a triple amen and also seeing all the people who have had to stay away Mm, um you know like every one of our churches Mm. even the ones that are you know, having those socially distanced services or those, you know, safety mitigated communion experiences, there are some people who are staying away, either because they're afraid or because they have to or because, you know, for whatever reason. And I think those people are going to come out of the woodwork when it ends and it will be a joyful reunion and there will be no reproaches, no, where were you? No, anything like that. Just come back and, oh, isn't it wonderful? We're all together again. I can't yeah. <laughs> And then we can all cuddle the babies without people looking at you funny. Oh. I, miss, I miss all the baby cuddles at church. Yes. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, ladies, maybe you followed along these prompts with us. I think maybe we'll try to post these prompts in the group as well to get some discussion going and have um, some catharsis and joy all together uh, when this episode posts so that we can all have some community in our in our Facebook group all together. Find us on Facebook in our group, the Lutheran Ladies Lounge. You can find all of our podcasts at kfuo.org slash Lutheran Ladies Lounge or on your favorite podcasting app. You're listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm about to punch COVID-19 in the face. <laughs> and I've totally got your back. <laughs> Hold me back. Hold me back. <laughs> Views and opinions expressed on the Lutheran Ladies' Lounge podcast may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO Radio, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. The Lutheran Ladies' Lounge is produced by KFUO Radio and available at kfuo.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Join our community on Facebook in the Lutheran Ladies' Lounge. Nobody can see this right now, but Bree has been making ridiculous faces. Attempting to smile with only her eyes. Yeah, that's not a smile. That's not friendly. Could you imagine that if I was like with a face mask on? If I was like looking at someone like. Like call an ambulance. We're at an hour. Ring it. Ring it.